Is Deshaun Jackson a must-play this week? Are any pass catchers left standing in Oakland? And does Ito Smith actually make a better play than Adrian Peterson? Plus, the 17th place team owner in the Football Guys Players Championship, Phil Hooten drops by to talk about how he made drafting two tight ends early work, whether you need to make room for Theo Riddick in your lineup this week, and more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gruzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, when laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he wrote. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back with he meant to. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you, Balkaholics, Anchor, Zach, and Addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above-average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is Dave Gerzak, the patron saint of fantasy football, better known as the Dizzle. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll give you the latest on the Jimmy Graham injury, what you should do with James Conner in Dynasty, and Phil Hooten will tell us how he's gotten a team all the way up to 17th place in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship. Shout out to the chat room right now. Post any questions you might have uh, for myself, for Dave, or for Phil in there. Twitter is where you can connect with us as well, at HSFFR, at Eric Walkman, at David Gerzak, and of course, Facebook.com slash HSFFR if you're a Facebooker. 347-426-3682, that's 347-GAME-OVA if you want to give us a hop on the blower uh, tonight and give us a call, talk a little fantasy football, we'd uh, love to do that. Football at gmail.com is where you can get uh, uh, your emails uh, read on the air tonight if you have a question as well. If you have uh, something that you want to get off your chest, uh, some questions, whatever, get it to us now, and we'll get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails in the fantasy feedback segment uh, coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. The producer and mutual friend is Rob. The audio engineer is Bryce, working very hard tonight, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, a couple of things right at the top of the show. Dave, we talked about this last week on the air. Uh, the I Got Five on It wagers are listed on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hours website. That's hsffhour.com. If you go up to the very top of the page, like once you go to it, there's an I Got Five on it tab, and just click on that. It'll bring up everything on there so you can follow that, follow along there and see how great I am doing this year. Second best on the wagers, I think, next to Dave. So that's where we're at on that. <laughs> um, secondly, uh, before we get to, uh, to Phil Hooten, a new high-stakes lowdown on rotoviz.com this week with Steve Rezus, the 40th place Football Guys Players Championship team. rotoviz.com slash podcast where you can check that out. It's also on the Spreaker channel as well, spreaker.com slash uh, high-stakes lowdown. Uh, we talk about uh, you know, replacing Cooper Cup, 
We talk about the future of Gronkowski, not only for the rest of the season, but his future in New England there. Um, and we got in some stuff on uh, Josh Doxson as well. So all good stuff. Uh, if you want to know how to manage a minimal fab budget this late in the season, I think Steve has some good tips in there as well. Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, let's bring in tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen. He's been playing competitive fantasy football for 13 years. His father told him, wow, you're actually pretty good at this and staked him for a money league at the age of 16. Fast forward all the way to now. He is co-owning FFPC teams with his uncle, and he's sitting just 16 spots away from the top of the 7,800 team heap in the 2018 FPC. Please welcome onto the show, Mr. Phil Hooten. Phil, thanks so much for doing the show this week. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you Hello. coming on. 17th place. That's got to that's got to feel pretty good, man. Pretty good, pretty good. Just worried about at first I was just worried about making the uh, playoff on uh, number 1 or number 2, but now it's pretty good to be in 17th. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think you set the goals uh you set the goals up really well as far as what you need to tick off the old list and uh you're on your way, man. Uh before we get into fantasy football, tell the listeners what you do for a living. I'm currently working to become a counselor for private practice. So I got one more test to do, and then I'll be on my way. So when's that last test? Uh, December 5th. All right. So this could be a banner year for you. You get that counseling license, and you're cashing a $250,000 check. This could be the greatest end of year for celebration for you ever. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Definitely would be. You know, Bucky? I don't have any questions. I usually have questions yeah. about people's positions. I don't right. have any questions. I actually I might need the counseling, but I don't have any questions. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there's um, there's a certain sect of fantasy footballers that uh, come January, uh, the business would be booming, I would imagine. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about fantasy a little bit. Well, and then add all the kickers in, too, and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine that. That's got to be – that's a business – is that a specialty license that you can get as a counselor, like specialty in, in American football kickers? I don't know. I should make it, though. <laughs> Give it a shot. It'd be big. <laughs> All right. So you're up to 17 from the Football Guys uh, Players Championship here. Uh, after you drafted the team, how close did you think uh, it, could, it could be to being a, a real big contender? Do you think you had a good shot? Uh, when I drafted it, uh, not really, but then when uh, Chubb, well, Hyde in the beginning, and then Chubb went off when he left, then I started thinking, oh, this could do something. And then James White, of course, too, was a surprise. Yeah, James White's been killing it. I'm, cu- I'm curious, Phil, on that, because I was looking at your draft board um, earlier this uh, earlier today, and Sony Michelle, I think, went in the same round as James White, uh, probably like 10 picks before he took James White. I'm curious. If you would have had the pick between Michelle and James White at that time, would you have still picked White or would you have gone Michelle? At that time, I believe me and my uncle were leaning James White more over Sony Michelle because I think we did it in a couple other leagues as well. We should explore um, that that relationship with your uncle. How did you guys get into co-owning teams in, in the FFPC? I mean, I know your your, your dad sort of staked you in that league, uh, league on CBS earlier, um, but then you got to be playing high stakes with your uncle. How did that come to be? Uh, he just reached out to me and said, do you want to do this with me? And I said, sure, because he'd been hearing from my dad and from and just from me in general about how I was doing by myself and our uncle, my uncle Kevin plays too, so we just all talk from time to time. So he asked me if I wanted to join up, and I said sure. So were you just killing it in your local, your family league, and everybody was getting mad at you, and <laughs> finally one of them was like, "Fine, I'll team up with you." Uh, 
high school, been doing high school groups. Um, uh, CBS Sports is where I started. That one was a little more difficult because you had to win the whole thing, winner take all. So I won one, and so I was happy. Yeah, no, that's that's the way to do it. Is it been challenging? Because I, you know, I have co-managers on on some of my teams, and I know sometimes it can be challenging when you're butting heads or you just have philosophical differences on you know drafting styles or who to start or who to bid on. Has it been? Has there been like some acrimony between you guys where you just can't agree on on you know what to do in in a certain situation? Uh, not really. But the one that was the biggest was uh, one of the live drafts in Vegas for one of the best ball leagues. Uh, he wanted to draft Wentz and uh, Luck, and I was like, they have the same bye week. So that we got into a little heated argument about that. But then we ended up drafting the Bills two QBs to be safe, but it, we're not. So that was the only yeah. kind of got heated. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. No, that's cool. Um, you know, the other thing, you know, we talk about um, – you know, Dave and I cover these pros versus Joe's drafts for the FFPC in July. Um, we usually say it, it's very difficult to, and these are best balls, so they're a little bit different, but it's very difficult to win when you're taking uh, both a tight end and a quarterback early or two quarterbacks early. And in some situations, it's been difficult to try to put together a winning team when you take two tight ends early. But you kind of bucked that trend because in the second and third rounds of this draft at the 212 and the 301, you go with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz back-to-back, and both those guys are absolutely crushing it this year. You can make the case that they are the only two tight ends that have really been consistently crushing it all season. Talk a little bit about what you remember of, of the strategy that went into both those two picks. Were you just trying to force the issue to try to push tight ends up on the board and, and let some value fall to you later on at running back and receiver? Or, um, you know, was this just a case of like, hey, we can really, you know, make our mark here with Gurley and now pair these next two tight ends. We could have a, a, a really dominant, explosive team. So when it was happening, we never thought Kelsey was going to make it back there. So we were shocked about that. But we really wanted Mixon. But then once Mixon went, and we, were, we didn't really feel comfortable with any of the wide receivers there. So we said, why don't we just double up on the tight ends? And then, again, put, like you said, push the pressure on everybody else to draft a tight end. It worked out, Dave. Kelsey and, and, yeah. and Ertz, that's been the dominant combo this year. Yeah, with Gurley, that's, a, that's yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how accurate this is, just as an aside. Uh, on the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship podcast, Farrell Elliott said that they're, out, of, out of the top 25 teams, there was only two Gurley squads, if you can believe that. Really? Yeah, oh, overall, wow. which was pretty that's, shocking to me. Yeah. It is shocking. Yeah. And you know who has that's good for me to hear. Who? This guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, Gurley's bitch has been a godsend this year. I was also looking at some other FFPC board, and it might have been actually Steve Reese's uh, football guys team, and, and he had the second overall pick. Well, uh, he had the second pick of his draft, and he took Todd Gurley because the guy took uh, Le'Veon Bell at 101. I mean, how I can't even imagine how that guy's feeling right now to, to pass on what Gurley did and uh, and get oh, Bell. Yeah. Anyway. Play with next year. I'm sure he will. Don't worry about it. I just see him mention on the podcast. He totally will. Dave, uh, we've been talking about running backs. Let's shift the receiver here. So, Phil, you have Deshaun uh-huh. Jackson on your bench right now. Uh, Deshaun, I, I have him in a few weeks as well. He's kind of like a little bit annoying to own, kind of like owning John Brown. It's like you, either you get it right or you get it wrong all the time. I tend to always get these guys wrong. Mm-hmm. So, is he a difficult sit in this game? I mean, he's playing for a team that just threw for 400 yards, inexplicably what they scored, three points last week? Yeah, yep, that was pretty I crazy. 500 total yards of offense put up three points. Wow. 
It's almost like Mike McCarthy was coaching. <laughs> anyway, so he's just then they would have gotten shut out. Playing against the Giants, over under is 52. Uh, you know, is this a tough uh, struggle for you a little bit, or is it you just like, well, you have OJ Howard, you have Mike Evans, you have a lot of weapons here. What do you what do you think? Uh, for us, um, having uh, in that same game, having um, Sterling Shepard and having Tampa Bay struggle so much against slot receivers, we'd rather go there than worry about the headache of Deshaun. And then we think with Marvin Jones being out that Kenny Galladay will be huge. So we're hoping that he steps up due to his absence. Talking with the 17th place overall team in the Football Guys Players Championship, Phil Hooten joining the show tonight, Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. We saw the Seahawks-Packers put up a pretty good game last night, and the uh, Seahawks won rushing the football, actually ran out the clock rushing the football. They did it a lot last night. They do it more than anybody else in the NFL right now. So, Phil, are all three of these running backs, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Mike Davis, are they able to be all flexed out going forward, or would you hesitate with with one or, or more than one of those guys since all of them seem to be getting a lot of touches? I usually like to go with the lead back in a trifecta case. But so I lean more towards Carson and rather sit Penny or Davis. But if you have to play him, you have to play him. Is that how you would look at that too, Dave? That Seattle ground game right now. Yeah, watching the game last night, I would only really look at Carson. Uh, Penny in really a desperate situation. I really and Mike Davis, I think, is almost on the point of being cuttable because it doesn't seem like he's kind of a third down back, but kind of not. You know, right. He's not going to get goal line. Penny's guy is going to average seven, eight yards a carry if he's, you know, if he's hot and they're going to throw him in there as much as they can. I wonder if he, because Penny kind of pulled up after he had that, I think it was like a 34-yard run in the first quarter. He kind of pulled up and got hurt after that. Sure. And I thought it was going to be the Penny show after that early Carson fumble, and then he got hurt. I wonder what would have happened if he wouldn't have come off the field there. Yeah. Because he, he didn't get, get worked in. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you who was interesting, Dave. We were talking about Dynasty um, before the show a little bit. And... Uh, I, you and I, one of our favorite dynasty quarterback rookies this year, might be making his debut. Yeah, so you know, Joe Flacco it doesn't sound like he's going to play this week. You know, people they were talking a little bit about RG three possibly making a start, but Lamar Jackson. Do you, um, first of all, you know, you have a bunch of dynasty leagues with us. First of all, which we appreciate. Thank you. Um, do you own Lamar Jackson in some of our dynasty leagues? Do you like him from a redraft perspective as a flyer if you have playoff type teams to see? If, you know, if you're, let's say your back of quarterback's kind of dicey, like Alex Smith. Do you look at Lamar Jackson, or what do you think about uh, Lamar Jackson? Uh, I really liked him coming out of the draft. I was crossing my fingers hoping Buffalo was going to draft him. And, uh, I like him this week. Um, we went after him uh, in one for sure, but I think we got outbid, and then we ended up with Trubisky anyway, so it worked out. Yeah, actually, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We have a uh, question coming in from the chat from uh, Wasp Guy. He wants to know, what do we think of Christian Kirk and Traquan Smith this week? And I can tell you that uh, Christian Kirk is actually um, hosting the uh, Oakland Football Raiders this week, whereas Traquan Smith uh, is against uh, Philadelphia in the Big Easy, so they're both at home. I'll, Phil, I'll, I'll pitch this to you first. Are, are these guys flexes for you this week, or would you would you kind of look for another option? I'd be tempted with Kirk, not so much with Trey Quan, because with Brandon Marshall coming in, who knows how much they're going to try to get him incorporated, similar to what uh, Texans did with uh, Marius Thomas. Is it going to be something like that? So that's what I would be worried about with Traquan. But Kirk is yeah, a little interesting, but I'd be hesitant. 
Yeah, I, I think I look at these guys and like to me they're they're like you know at best like second flexes. Um, I, I really can't. You know the, the the whole thing with and I know um, Traquan Smith you know put up that zero and uh, um, I think it was um, uh, Tupacker in the chat room said don't worry about you know he he even after yeah after, even after his dud last week don't be afraid to play him I am afraid to play him because I had him in three different leagues over Allen Robinson which is just driving me batty it cost me two wins really unfortunate I I do like Christian Kirk better. This week than Traquan Smith, but I'm I'm trying, and I know six teams are on by. It, it might be a luxury you don't have, um, but I try to find somebody else. Dave, do you like Kirk or Smith this week? Yeah, I try to avoid both if possible. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then he. Uh, but, Kirk, but I agree, Kirk over Smith if you're choosing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Wash guy also also wants to know John Brown and Michael Crabtree startable this week after you know we kind of don't know the quarterback situation for Baltimore. Um, Phil, how how would you be treating Brown and Crabtree? Would you be moving them up and down your board? differently based on if Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson or RG3 is throwing to him? If Lamar Jackson, then I'd be hesitant with them and lean more on the tight end Hayden Hurst to get a boost because he was really good with him in preseason. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, You know, I look at Brown and Crabtree, and I, I think I have Brown in one league and I'm playing him, and I feel all right about it. Um, Crabtree, I own him in one league and he's on the bench right now. So I, I don't feel great about him this week. That's sort of how I stand on it. I, I'm, I don't think either one of them has a, a plum matchup against Cincinnati, but that's sort of my take on, on those guys. Dave, do you like either Brown or, or Crabtree in week 11? No. And the reason I do, Lamar Jackson, you, you, have, you know, I, I think it's Baldev, Scantling, Spalding, whatever the hell his name is. He had one crappy catch last night. Yep. And I think it just goes to show, and Traquan Smith is another example, that rookies cannot be trusted unless they're already showing volume, and they proved it in like three or four games. Lamar Jackson, he's still such a wild card. He's probably going to throw, what, is it, what do you think is over-under if there was one in Vegas, would be for passing yards? Probably like 185. And how many, you know, passing touchdowns, like 1.2 or something like that, or one and a half. You know, so yeah, I mean, what are you looking at? You know point. what I mean? The quarterback has to throw to the wide receiver. So if you're going to have a guy throwing for 180 yards, and one and a half touchdowns, and you just got to get really lucky. So you're rolling the dice a little there's bit. There's a lot of high scoring games out there. You yeah. can be able to find some sort of ancillary player to put it. You touched on this earlier, Phil, as we, we move the discussion to Detroit, but Marvin Jones, I think he's been officially ruled out for Sunday. He did not play at all this, or he did not practice at all this week. Lions really have a hodgepodge of receivers uh, behind him. Nobody really stands out, and, and they, they don't have a dominant uh, tight end threat uh, either. Um, you like Kenny Galladay this week. I think that makes a lot of sense. He's going to get a lot of targets, but Shifting the, the focus to who could be the second um, most targeted pass catcher on Detroit this week, Theo Riddick, is he a top 20 running back uh, for this weekend, uh, given that we know what he's capable of in the passing game? I hope so, but I really haven't seen it this season, so I'm still a little hesitant about it. He just looks different than years past. That is peculiar because, you know, I, I drafted him in a couple of leagues, and I just – it, like when I went zero RB, I'm like, okay, this theoretic, I'm going to be able to plug him in a half dozen times this, this year and he'll get me 12, 15 points, whatever. And it hasn't happened. I don't know if that's a philosophy change. Um, I know they have a new head coach, but Jim Bob Cooter is still the offensive coordinator there. I'm just, I'm a little surprised that, that, um, Didn't he have an uh, injury Riddick hasn't been able to. Too? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, with Golden Tate missing, I mean, maybe, maybe the best is yet to come as far as this season goes with Theo Riddick, but, 
I'm um, I'm skittish with him with him right now. Uh, I think if he's going to explode or if he's going to put up a good week, now is as good a chance uh, as any. Um, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you, again, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit of gambling, Dave. I actually like Theo Reddick. I like him going forward, too, because they lost Golden Tate, and now with Marvin Jones out, I do like him this week. Uh, and, you know, this last two games, he had eight targets and seven targets. He's getting he's, he's getting targets. Uh, so I, I do like him. I, I think he might be an interesting player. That it could even, he could even be a guy on like one of those possible championship-winning teams as a flex player. If he's right. kind of dire and he's putting up like 12 to 15 to 18 points every once in a while if he gets a touchdown. Uh, per game, I didn't draft Riddick anywhere, but I picked him up a few times in waivers. I'm pretty, uh, pretty happy. Are you? Do you? Is he in any of your lineups this week? He's in like two. Okay. I have two. Total on that game is 49 and a half. They are a four and a half point home dog, so you would imagine that uh, he would be getting some action. Um, we are blessed to have one of the co-hosts of this show be the FFPC Dynasty Commissioner. And it's a big time in FFPC Dynasty football, Dave, because uh, there's an important deadline coming up at 12.55 Eastern Time this Sunday. That's right. So, have you been making trades in all your dynasty leagues? Are you, you know, you getting your teams all squared away, or what are you doing? Uh, we may, we're setting up more for 2019 in one. Uh, we got traded uh, uh, Thielen to get Bell for next season. And then um, oh, in the other ones, we're sitting pat seeing what happens. Let's. I mean, we we should talk about Le'Veon Bell just at least very briefly, um, and we can sort of button up the Bell conversation for 2019 since we know we won't see him this year. Um, Phil, in, in your opinion, um, whoever signs Le'Veon Bell is going to be paying him a lot of money. They'll obviously want to use him quite a bit. Is he, um, as we look at it right now, kind of? Wherever he goes, is he still going to be a top three, top five running back option next year? If they use him as much as Pittsburgh used him, then I would say yes, because he's got the talent. It's Wait. just can he stay healthy? And 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 they and Dave, I mean, they should, right? I mean, whoever signs him, he should still be a high volume running back. I can't imagine going to a spot where where he's going to be a part of an RBBC. Well, he's not going to. First of all, he's not going to sign a contract that's not massive. Right. And so if someone's going to pay him massive money, they're going to have to use him as a player that just exactly, got yeah. So yeah, he's going to be a centerpiece of whatever offense it is. The hope and the prayer is that it's not a garbage offense like the Raiders, where you're wondering like how long. And is, they're going to have a lot of cap space. How, yeah, how long is the wait right, yeah. until the team is really good? And uh, and the answer with Gruden, maybe never. I don't know. You know. I'd yeah. Be, who knows? Phil, do you have any early predictions on, on where you could see Le'Veon Bell signing next year, or where you think he'll sign? Well, I know Philly was interested, so that's that's one of them on my list. And then uh, I hadn't really thought about that, but the Raiders does make sense that they would yeah, want to go the, after. Yeah, like I've heard the Raiders, I've heard uh, Philly, uh, uh, Was guy putting it in the chat room right now. The Jets. I've also heard Baltimore. That's another one. Gets a chance to play Pittsburgh twice a year. Go ahead, Dave. I'd love to have him in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting too. Philly really scares me though, just because of the way that they use running backs. It's just like, can they actually? Can you do it? Can you use one running back instead of farting around with four of them yeah, every game? or more. You know? it's, just, mm-hmm. it's so awful. It's worse than the Patriots ever were with the Philly running backs. You just cut. I, was, I didn't draft any this year. I picked a few up in waivers, but I'm happy. Happy I didn't because it's just like such a it's a waste of roster space yeah. to carry those guys. 
And and that's sort of what we're entering with Seattle. You know, again, it's Pete Carroll, so take it take it with a, a, the tiniest grain of salt possible. But he's talking about getting J.D. McKissick and C.J. Procise back now in a, to a backfield that already has Penny Davis and uh, um, Chris Carson. And so, Dave, you mentioned Mike Davis being cuttable in fantasy. He might be cut be you know getting cut by the Seahawks uh, going forward as well. He's a pretty alright player. He could sign somewhere. He's not bad. He's not bad. Uh, Phil, we got a couple of emails here that came in for you. Um, from Ran- uh, first one's from Randy in Collinsville, Illinois. Hey Phil, would you rather be looking to acquire James Conner in dynasty leagues right now or selling him off? Good luck in the FPC. That's Randy in Collinsville, Illinois. It's sort of like a question of James Conner's value. How do you see him in dynasty? Is this a guy that you want to be in business with, or is this a guy that you want to sell high on? Uh, I think you could get something really high for him right now, so I might lean more that route. But I do like him as a player. Dave, what would you be? Uh, I would lean. I would lean own, more towards selling high on him. I don't own him in selling any high. Do you, Do you own Connor in any dynasties? I own. No, I only no. own him in two, and those. And I'm sorry, I only own him in two, and that's the two leagues where I own Bell. Oh, okay. Well, I did. Right. I did acquire him from uh, the great Ron Meyer, two packer, <laughs> right. in a midseason trade for a 2019 first of what looks like looks like a playoff team. Um, the other league that you have him in, would you be looking to to sell higher? Do, or do you view him no. as like? Do you, is he? A, do you think? I mean, it's it's kind of early to say, but do you think Pittsburgh either invests in a running back in the draft on on day one or two, no. or do you think Jalen Samuels cuts into his workload next year? I don't really think either too much. I mean, Samuels maybe he'll get the thirty percent of the carries, but I mean, Connor's proven that he could be a feature back. He's on a cheap contract. Pittsburgh is proven to be cheap at being running back. Yeah. So I I think it's mm-hmm. perfect for them. I I think just having Jalen Samuels. If you have Connor, you should really try and get Samuels. He's probably worth, I don't know if I'd pay a 2019 second for him, but I mean, if you can get him for a 2019 third if you're trying to trade for yeah, him, get him. That, definitely I think try and pick him up. That's in the wheelhouse right there for sure. Um, uh, James, James Connor, FFPC main event, um, yeah, ADP. First round pick next year? Yeah, I mean, I think if things, if things kind of yeah, stay where they're the, at. The way that you're, that you're seeing it. Phil, is, that, is, is Connor a guy that you would look at if, if Pittsburgh makes no significant additions uh, to that backfield, are you looking at Connor in the first round? Oh yeah, towards towards one the middle or the end, e- but yes. Yeah, one more email here for you, uh, Jeff. And ha- by the way, thank you, Randy in Collinsville, Illinois. Uh, Jeff in Hamilton, Ohio, wants to know what's up, man. With league playoffs starting, how much money do you usually like to have left in your Fab budget for the last two weeks of bidding? Thanks to the email, Jeff in Hamilton, Ohio. Now, optimally. You'd like to have a thousand in there uh, to outbid everybody, but realistically, what do you sort of like to have, uh, especially for a playoff team that you want to make sure you can make a last gasp and grab those uh, the last few players before the waiver wire locks of the season? Phil, what are you looking at uh, having in, in your blind bidding budgets? Uh, I'd like to have two hundred, but in that in the one we're talking about today, I think I only have like four bucks left, so it just happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Yeah, I you know I I looked and I think I'm I don't think I'm down to single digits in any of mine, but I'm frustrated because it's like I should be bidding more, you know, and and I was getting outbid on guys. I'm like I have the money, you know, I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not nutting up enough in in you know <laughs> bidding more. So, man up, so I I need to man up. That's Get my, it going, buddy. my wife says that all the time, uh, for sure. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the next show. Yeah, that is the next show. And before we can get to that show, we have to ask Phil one last question. One last question. This is it, Balky. That's it, man. Is that okay? Right. Unless yeah, you have, yeah. do you have more in the? You know what? I have a comment for you know Phil. You you play three Terminator leagues with us, and you know you're doing uh-huh. pretty well. It looks like you're in sec- second or third in one, and third or fourth in the other. I can't remember exactly what. 
But um, uh, I don't second know if you noticed we've yeah. been ter- second and fourth. All right. I don't know if you noticed we've been terminating a bunch of teams this year more than ever before, and not on purpose because we only terminate teams when they just don't cut a player. But I swear we're we've probably lost around ten percent of the whole damn tournament. Already. And how many? What was it we're at? Three hundred and sixty. Yeah, yeah. We're close to losing ten percent. Oh, three, three dozen teams. So this, I don't know if this is a question, Phil, but I'm saying you should keep playing as long as you have a, an alarm on your phone or whatever, and you're cutting guys. Don't ever leave Terminator because you get a ten percent discount by having these teams always get cut out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We lost two in one of them. I think it's the one we're in second place. Two dropped out because of not cutting. So yeah, it's it's and, you know, this year. It is. It's, I don't know what it is. It's like I don't know, people are just too busy with uh, other. You know, we send a reminder. Right. We'll send it later next year, but whatever. Anyway, or we, or we could send it twice. Is yeah. that worthwhile or no? I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah. One's good. What about a, like a Sunday morning one? Just fire it off at like you know uh, um, eleven Eastern. Instead of have you made your ter- <clears throat> what it should say is just, have you made your Terminator cut yet? Have like two separate seven, ones? No, just one, just that one. Just just that one on Sunday morning. Probably, then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because everybody's at the computer setting lineups, right, or on the app or I whatever. Know, I don't know, maybe not. That, you know, then we'll get people like, oh, I didn't, I don't get an email at eleven o'clock or something. Yeah. All I, right, I, you know, we can talk about this. Yeah. Phil's not around. Hey, yeah. Phil, sorry about that. Anyway, last no question here. Give us a guy. <laughs> that a lot of high stakes players will be starting this week that sucks and uh, shouldn't be in lineups, and also a sleeper that deserves to be in lineups this week that maybe they're not thinking about. Uh, sad to say, I'd have to say my boy Royce Freeman that I drafted in quite a couple. They're probably people are probably going to have to start him, but probably shouldn't. And then um, one sleeper we have this week that we're looking forward to is um, uh, Jaquise Rogers of Tampa Bay. He had a good week last week. We hope he continues it this week. Yeah, Ro- Rogers sort of the forgotten man. Everybody's been all about Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, but quietly Rogers has, has made his way as a as a, again a, a PPR um, uh, factor in that Tampa offense. So I, I like that quite a bit. Um, you are a Broncos fan, Phil. I'm gonna uh, before I let you go, I want to pick your brain on this. Cortland Sutton is a is he a top 25 receiver in 2019? Can he get that high? I hope so, because I believe that will result in more wins for Denver. Uh, <laughs> that's a good recipe. That is the recipe for success. Feed that's the funny. ball to Cortland Sutton. And and listen, mm-hmm. Phil, uh, we we hope maybe we'll be feeding you some cash at the end of this season with this 17th place team in the Football Guys Players Championship. Congrats on uh, uh, all your success so far. Good luck um, you know, with the upcoming uh, final week of the regular season, then it's on to the league playoffs, and then – that championship round sprint. I know you got a lot of best balls and a lot of dynasty stuff with the FFPC as well. Good luck in all those leagues. And thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and, uh, and talking with us. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Phil Hooten, ladies and gentlemen, he is 17th place in the football guys players championship. Looking to do some more damage as we get closer on to the end of the season. The season needs to end here. It needs to end. Why? Because you have a few teams in the playoffs in Kentucky? No, it has nothing to do with that. Like, I don't even I, – I, I honestly – like, I, when you come in and, and give us the update on Kentucky on, on Tuesday or Wednesday at work or whatever, then I might, like, check a couple of my teams. It's been – like, I have – there's some teams I haven't checked to see how I'm doing. I just go in, I set my lineup, I place my bids. It's well, unless you're such a big-time person, Bob. It has so, nothing to do with so that. Tough. I really – Bob, yeah. a true local celebrity here in the Fox City's Appleton area. Uh, it's a privilege to work with him nowadays. Maybe it, it, it wasn't before. It comes to, comes to, to this show. It's just it's like this obligation that he still has to do this. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I enjoy doing it. I, I mean, I really do. It, it's fun talking to the high-stakes players every week, the, the, the high-stakes lowdown. I love doing that. We, all, well. we all appreciate it. Well, listen, Thank you so much. I'm not – that's not it. I just – I'm like – I'm just so – next week is going to suck with the Thanksgiving games, and you got to get bids in and, and lineups early on, th- on it's Thursday. It's tough to you know, give thanks to living in a free country and having family and friends and all that. I, it's terrible. Yeah. I hate it too, man. I don't. I don't say. I, I never said I hated it. I mean, it will. Like honestly, once once the games start on th- on Thursday morning, it'll be fun. It'll be great. I'm just not looking forward. Are you cooking the turkey? No, I don't. I don't do that. So you're gonna do any of it? I'm just saying. Man well, here's, here's the thing. To help with the turkey. No, that's tough work, you know. I, I want to get my my workout in on Thursday morning, and then I'm oh, doing yeah. the, and then I'm doing the turkey trot with my dad. And then I got to work on lineups after that, and and I think they start at twelve thirty Eastern, eleven thirty uh, Central, right on on Thursday. Probably, but don't count on me for that. Okay, I, I won't. And then, um, I, but then after that, it's a great day. You know, you get to hang out and and uh, you know have a few uh, um, adult beverages and. What's the turkey shot like a five k run or something? You have the option. Uh, there's different ones you can do it. My uncle and my brother are trying to get me to do the 8K, which is a five-mile run, and my body is not conditioned to do that. And my dad wants... You actually do run. Yeah, but only three miles, and at the end of it, I'm pretty gassed. Like, you're, you're talking about adding on five miles, like, at 7 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, adding on two miles, so three. Yeah, I, it's not... Okay. Yeah. You can do that. So here's... So, so I'm, I'm going to do my regular run, but then my dad wanted to do the two-mile walk, and nobody would do it with them. I said, okay, well, you know, if you can't get anybody else, I'll do it with them. So I'm going to do the, so the two-mile walk. My daughter says she wants to come along, but I don't that think does. she understands that it's going to be very boring for her in the stroller. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. That sounds like fun. It'll be interesting. Anyway, You're Dave, very blessed. I am very blessed. I'm very thankful <laughs> for that. And uh, can't wait for that head to hit the pillow yeah, tonight. You're, you're not going to hate next week. No, I never said I would. I just would, I'm not looking forward to right. the first few days. You know, and then I get, we get, we're doing the local fantasy show on Wednesday back-to-back with my normal uh, local uh, regular daily talk show. So that's going to be a, a eh, whatever. Nobody cares. Radio guys. Thanks to football. Yeah, thanks to football guys, Roto World, Roto Pass, and Rob for tonight's rundown. This is interesting source. The San Diego Union Tribune's David Chow actually expects Jimmy Graham to miss four to six weeks with that broken thumb. He had a MRI today uh, confirmed the broken thumb that he suffered in Seattle uh, against Seattle uh, in the Thursday night game. He might need surgery. They've, he has not been the godsend that I think the Packers were envisioning him to be when they signed him. If you could say that, um, he is their second leading receiver. He has the second most touchdown receptions on the team, but he just has not been involved in the offense. And, Number one, I'll say this. This is my hot take. Jimmy Graham has played his last game as a Packer. And number two, um, I, I don't think this is a huge fantasy loss. No, it's actually a fantasy game. You can clear up the roster spot. He's been awful. He's been really nice. Would you cut Jimmy Graham right yeah, now? Yeah, 100%. Really? Okay. In a I, second. I, I don't think I could, I could do that given the, the tight end landscape. I mean, th- there is a chance that he could come back in a few weeks. And, and I mean, who are you cutting him for? Um, Jesse James. Who would you rather have? James O'Shaughnessy. You'd rather James O'Shaughnessy? Yes. Yeah. Then Jimmy right, Graham. Hold on, hold on. This is interesting. Uh, Nick Vanette. Uh, okay. Not proud of our Van Vanette, I get. Would you like to put five on rest of season points? Sure. James O'Shaughnessy. Sure. Or Jimmy Graham? Yeah. I'm only going to. Well, here's the thing. I'm only going to do it with one player because there's a chance he he doesn't come back. Sure. But I'll do it with one player. Is that who you're picking? Sure, I'll okay. So rest of the season fantasy only, points. Only if you do the Irish choice and you say I'll shine Okay, rest of the season fantasy uh, 
um, uh, points, FFPC points. I got Jimmy Graham, and Dave has James O'Shaughnessy. I got, I got five. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. That will be fun. That'll be one we look back on, and one of us is going to say, what was they thinking? Probably going to be me. For this season, you got to think Jimmy. Jimmy Graham's like a horse that broke his football during a race. You just take him out back and shoot him. Yeah, I mean, he two catches in the that's last two weeks. Uh, that's that's really uh, that's really important. He's been terrible. I mean, he's been really, you know, the thing is, we actually kind of we endorsed Jimmy Graham. I'll admit it. So I'm sorry if you drafted him and did anything like that. Um, but you know, we have for the longest time said that the Packers' offense doesn't support throwing to his tight end. Yeah, never do it. Yeah, no, I and I and I think you have to. And it's not like they haven't had guys in there. Like ever since Jermichael Finley, there there has been nobody. That Martellus Bennett was a bust. Jimmy Graham's looking like a bust. Um, they're they're going to be trotting out some, you know, Mercedes Lewis, and maybe it's Bobby Tanya, Dave. Maybe he's the godsend, Mister Fifty Four Yard Touchdown Catch on his first career NFL catch. Maybe he's the guy that they need to work in the <laughs> offense more at the tight end position. I don't know. I don't know what they need to do. Um, go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, so nothing. They need to do something. Yeah, they do. They definitely need to do something. Let's talk about a former Packer. Jordy Nelson, with a knee injury, is out for Week 11 versus Arizona. This is according to Vic Tafur on Twitter. Martavis Bryant, also with a knee injury, officially ruled out. So, Dave, here's the Raiders' receivers after the Cooper trade of these injuries that, that will be going up against the Arizona Cardinals this week. Brandon LaFell, Seth Roberts, Dwayne Harris, Marcel Aitman, and practice squad call-up Saeed Blacknow, only receiving options for Derek Carr. Here's the fantasy analysis. Hopefully you got the Cardinals defense this week. I mean, they were out there in a lot of spots. I picked them up in three spots. I was, I was pretty happy about that. I picked up in a few. I bid between a winning bid of $4 and up to 177 which was a big mistake. Wait, you... Out of so 1000 You won for... I won, I won for $4, but okay. I also won for 177 Yeah, I mean, and that, and I think, like, I, I went up to, like, 60 or 70-something, and I thought that was crazy. And in one league, money. I didn't even get them for that. They went for, like, 150 Um, But you, you got to spend this, this money, you know? It, it's going to be gone soon. And if you're talking about, again, trying to make the playoffs in the final week of the regular season, the Cardinals could put up, like, 25 26 That's money well spent. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, by the way, Kurt's team that won the whole thing, Pigpen, Pigpen yeah. rostered the Cardinals, who scored 33 points and actually got them the victory. Um, yeah, and in that particular league, I had a Patriots defense they were on by. And this, this league, there was only, like, eight or nine defenses left, and the Cardinals were by far the right. best one, and I had, yep. like, $250 billion off, so I just, like, screw it. I had there's, – uh, there's a couple of leagues where I, I already had two defenses that I liked the rest of the way, and I, I picked up the Cardinals as a third. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not averse to shedding depth at this point in the season. You know, the buys are going to be behind us. You know, I, I, don't, I can't remember if I brought this up with you or not. I'll say it on the show. There's six teams on buy this week, Dave, and I think next week when there was only two teams on buy, people are going to be scrambling and hurting more next week than they are this week. Have you seen the teams on buy this week? Yeah, yeah. Bills, right. Jets, Niners, Browns. I mean, it's like it, it's there's not a lot of fantasy. And then you look at next week, there's like 15 guys that are going to be healthy. They're just going to be on bye that you can't play. Well, in Kentucky, I think strategically, you really at this point should have two defenses. Yeah. And having three is not bad because when they do the Ross, when people are cutting defenses now, they get locked in Kentucky and you can't pick any more up. And so you're you really need to have two or yeah, three of you playing matchups. So I kind of tried to do that this this week beforehand, making sure I got at least like four of the five weeks covered if it's a playoff team. So. You like the Patriots in uh, weeks fourteen through sixteen? I don't. I think 
I have to look, but I thought it was 14 and 16, but it might be 14. It is. A bit, week 15, they play um, – it's a pretty good – it's a pretty good offense. I can't remember who it is. I'm going to look. I do like the Redskins 14, 15, and 16. They have good matchups. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's a, there, I have it all written down, but it's obviously not right here. But I know. I think New England gets Buffalo in week 14, and then in week 16 they get uh, the Bills. Yeah. So, uh, no, here, here's what it is. I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. They're at Miami in week 14. Mm-hmm. They host the Bills in week 16. But they're at Pittsburgh in Week 15. Yeah, that's so you don't want to play them then. You need to find somebody else then. But yeah, I mean, Patriots are going to make good starts in, in 14 and 16. Yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot. There's really a lot of good defenses that, um, that that will do well in the next five or six weeks. You just got to find that For right sure. matchup. Absolutely. Uh, Indianapolis Colts running back Marlon Mack uh, fully practiced, uh, participated, excuse me, in practice today, and he's not on the injury report. Obviously, good news. Dave, do you like him as a uh, let's say a top twenty option against the Titans this week? You know, the Titans defense is always underrated, and they're always pretty darn good. But I still, I, just, I do like Marlon Mack. Would you like to play? Would you rather with Marlon Mack? Sure, I got nothing else going on. All right, perfect. Marlon Mack or Carryon Johnson at home against the Panthers. Oh, that's kind of close, actually. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I'll take I'll take Kerryon Johnson's skill set. I agree. Uh, Marlon Mack or Mark Ingram at home against the uh, against the Saints against the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Ingram. High scoring game. I agree. Uh, same same uh, game. Marlon Mack or Deion Lewis. The game's in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Mack in this situation. I, yeah, Lewis gets a lot of catches, but Henry was actually looking pretty decent. He had some carries last week. Lewis was running hot. I'll take him. Uh, Tariq Cohen at home against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. You know, I know Cohen's great, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Mack. I'm gonna take Cohen there. By the way, do you I'll know the five on that? We can do five on that. Cool. Uh, okay, so Cohen versus Mack, right? Uh, sure. And I have Cohen. You have Mack, and of course, I have five on it. I got five. Week 11, Dave. Thanks. Just <laughs> letting everybody know. Um, Marlon Mack or Joe Mixon? Mack. Nah, I don't like Mixon. Really? No. At Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore. It's a good damn defense. Yeah, no, you're right. That's And, and they have, I mean, AJ, AJ Green's not going to play. Um, no. Yeah, I guess I agree with you. Oh, yeah, you, know, you can disagree. It's fine. No, no, I, yeah, I, you're making good points here. <laughs> I'm, easy, I'm easily just uh, 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 persuaded. Baltimore is a top defense pickup. No, you're right. Leonard Fournette uh, at home against the Steelers. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with Fournette. I agree. Let's go the other way on this one, get some more interesting ones. Uh, did I just say that the Vikings have back-to-back Sunday night games? Uh, you just did now. Okay. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Uh, one of them got flexed, but that's how it's going to work. Um, it's kind of not very entertaining for people who don't want to watch the Vikings. Well, I mean, it, it Bears and Vikings, that's a battle for NFC, um, the North Division lead ne- uh, this week. And then next week is basically like if, if the Packers lose um, against Minnesota, they're done. So you know that they're going to be firing all their bullets. Still, it's almost like when you have to watch that stupid NFC East all the time. It's like, oh, God. We got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, I know that it's Cowboys frustrating. Cowboys and the Redskins. It's like, you know what? I'm sick of watching these stupid East Coast teams. Um, no offense there, Washington. I guess maybe there's a chance that they could change the game next week, and maybe that gets flexed out, but I don't know when they make those calls. Maybe. Marlon Mack, here's a good one, Dave. Marlon Mack or Dalvin Cook at the Bears? <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Actually, I think I'll start Mac. I would too. I'm not, I had to do my. Cook's really good. I mean, Cook's, you know, he's back. I had to do my House of Flooring Bust of the Week on the Appleton Trophy Fantasy oh, yeah? Football Show. My Bust of the Week was Dalvin Cook this uh, week. Yeah, do not up. like him. Tough, tough uh, Marlon Mack or Alex Collins at home against the Bengals? Um, I'll take Mack, but I do like Collins uh, this week and going forward. I like Mack better. And let's do one more here, Dave. Marlon Mack or PPR Wunderkind, Jalen Richard at the Cardinals. I, I'm not, no, no, I'm Mack. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a Raiders player when they may score between zero and six points. All right, okay. No, you're Feel free. Right. I mean, Richard's probably gonna have like twelve to fifteen points with all the catches. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, can score though. Like, <laughs> even, I mean, honestly, but if you're starting Richard, you're not expecting a touchdown. You're starting him for the targets. Right. I agree with you though. I don't think it's Mack. Richard or uh, Riddick. This week. Richard. I'm going to go with Richard. I would take, I would take Riddick. Yeah, I'm not going to put five on it, but yeah. that's the way I feel. I feel like the Bayern might score some points. Um, I don't think there's much fantasy analysis here, but uh, James Conner fully – yeah, definitely not. James Conner fully participated in practice today. He's not even on the injury report. Um, you kind of touched on this earlier. Jalen Samuels is a guy, and obviously you can't add him anymore tonight, but Jalen Samuels, if he's out there next week, Make sure you grab him if you have Connor. Yeah, he got picked up in most leagues. Um, you obviously like him much, much better as a handcuff to James Connor than Stevon Ridley, correct? Yeah, we, I mean, we talked about uh, Samuels a lot. As uh, I thought he was a really fantastic. I actually thought I made that argument that Samuels would be the guy that displaces Bell next year, but Connor has been amazing, so that's just probably not going to happen. Um, no interest in Stevon Ridley then, if if Samuels is taken, right? If he's gone in your league? No, okay. All right, uh, one other thing. I just saw this in the chat. Wasp guy, who scores more from this point on, Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook? I don't know where I fall on this one, Dave. You know, I'd have to look at their schedules a little bit. Uh, I'd probably... Eh. I am leaning towards Fournette just uh, on the surface. Yeah. You know, I'm actually thinking about it. I actually might have to lean the other direction towards Cook because I feel like the Vikings are more likely to play with the lead. They have a better quarterback, a better offense. Um, Jaguar is still Bortles at QB, so but Fournette, you know, he's a he's a damn good player. He's and maybe like, the reason they don't do as well. I mean, when he's out, they don't do well. But yeah, he's great. But I mean, he is their player, whereas the Vikings have Thielen and Diggs and and Latavius Murray still getting a lot of touches. That's a really good point, actually. So Fournette truly is the centerpiece of that team. Yeah, like the only real player that's good. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you ask me tomorrow, I might say Cook, but I'm saying Fournette right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go that way tomorrow too, actually. Sammy Watkins not expected to practice today. Oh, this is actually old. He did not practice today. So tomorrow's what? practice is going to be big. Oh, Monday night game. Yeah, it's All a right. Monday night game. I was kind of making nervous. Yeah, um, which they're playing in Los Angeles. Now, you have no interest in Demarcus Robinson or Chris Conley if he doesn't play, correct? Correct. There's Even too many other weapons. Okay, okay. But I'm just saying because, like, the total is at, like, 160 or something <laughs> it is in that in the game. 60s, yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, if you were super desperate, Conley, I guess. Six teams on by. Well, yeah. There's, you should hopefully have picked up somebody else by now. Um, if Watkins, okay, let's say, let, let's do this scenario. Let's do both scenarios. Let's say he doesn't practice, okay? Yeah. And you have to make a decision unless you, let's say you don't have anybody else on, on Monday Night Football that you can plug in if he's inactive. Are you playing somebody else if he doesn't practice tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. If he does practice. I'm trying to make sense of your question. Well, does it make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. If he does practice tomorrow, um, are you going to roll the dice that he'll be active on Monday night? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, 
I've heard all week that they expect him to play in these back and all that, so it seems to me like they're just being precautious. Yeah. Unless, you know, there's a, if there's a hiccup in practice, we'll, we'll find out. Um, and you'll have, uh, you'll have time to make the decision. I'm just putting it out for the listeners because we will not be doing a show before uh, next Friday. All right, let's get to some emails here, ladies and gentlemen. It is fantasy feedback time. Tweet, 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 tweet. If you've got a question for Eric, Dave, or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at Hour on Twitter. Email the show at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's high stakes fantasy football at gmail.com or at HSFF hour on Twitter. Watch Guy wants to know, Dave, is Rams versus Chiefs the game with the most fantasy points this season for FFPC? I think it is. Um, if, he's not asked, if he's asking if it's going to be the one that yeah. has the most, I will say no, it's not because of the huge sample size of other games. Oh, just offhand? I'm saying it's not going to end up being that way. Okay. But I think it's probably projected to be that way. Final score, 4-2. to two. <laughs> Be played in a monsoon in Los Angeles. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Daryl in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to kick things off. I keep second-guessing this decision this week. Should I start Phillip Rivers or Dak Prescott? Thanks, guys. Love this show. Daryl in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we love you, and thank you. Oh, I got the answer to this one. Uh, before you do, it is Phillip Rivers taking on the Denver Broncos at home, and it is Dak Prescott going to Atlanta to play. Go ahead with your answer, sir. I'll take Dak Prescott. He's been hot, been playing well. Atlanta defense cannot stop anybody. They're ranked 30th or 32nd or whatever. Prescott has his legs. Rivers is a low-volume passer. He just doesn't throw it that frequently. And, you know, Denver's got a pretty darn good defense, so I, I feel pretty comfortable starting Prescott over Rivers. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the totals right now, but I'm, I think I'm actually going to agree with you and, and play Prescott over Rivers. You know, I, I thought Rivers was going to put up Bafo points last week. That didn't happen, and they just sort of gr- grinded it out uh, in that game. Uh, they are a seven-point favorite, which could mean a lot of Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon this week, Dave. Total on that game is 45-and-a-half. That Cowboys-Falcons game, 49-and-a-half, and the Cowboys are a three-point dog, so you'd imagine that they will be throwing. Yeah, I just get a feeling that there's a chance that the, the Chargers-Broncos game could end up being one of those lower-scoring games. I mean, 45 and 49 and a half doesn't seem like much of a difference, but it really isn't. Yeah. NFL. 49 and a half means that's a possible shootout. The game script itself is plus three. It's closer. I don't see Atlanta. I know Dallas' defense is pretty solid, but I don't see Atlanta getting stopped. So I just no. feel like there are going to be some points scored in this game. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I would play Prescott. Glenn in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Who would you play this week? Shepard against Tampa or John Brown versus the Bengals? Thanks for the email, Glenn. We kind of touched on both these guys so far. Um, John Brown uh, taking on the Bengals and then Sterling Shepard in that big game against the Giants. Now, I'll just reveal the total. Uh, Yes, thank you. Um, Is that right? Sometimes I feel like the Giants are playing each other the way that they play. Um, (laughs) They're beating each other. Great recovery, buddy. Thank you. Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 52 in that game. And then that Ravens-Bengals game. There is no line on that, no total posted, because we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be for Baltimore. Yeah, I'm starting Shepard. It's not even that hard. Yeah, super high-scoring game. Shepard's pretty involved. And John Brown got – remember we talked about it two weeks ago, I think. We were talking about John Brown. And our guest at the time, you know, he was using him. And I said, yeah. I'm like, I'm not that confident in him doing well going forward. He's always been that dicey hitter in this guy. Yeah. That's what he's turned into. It's just it, when he hits, he hits so good. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's the frustrating thing. It's like when he hits, it's not like seven for 80 or something like that. It's usually like 
you know, nine for 140 and two touchdowns. Sure. That's, 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 I mean, this is one thing. for three. Exactly. And that's, and Shepard didn't have a lot of targets last week, but he did get that late rushing touchdown. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Shepard, you know, say what you will about him, but even contending for, it's weird because he contends for touches with both Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram with, with Eli Manning as his quarterback. Right. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he'd, he'd be able to churn out a lot of value, but he kind of has been for, for where you drafted him. He's been doing all right. Uh, Kyle in South Burlington, Vermont. Dear Balky and Dave, roll with Ito Smith over AP Sunday, or is that insanity? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Kyle in South Burlington, Vermont, and thank you for the email. Dave, um, Ito Smith is in that Cowboys game, and Adrian Peterson is taking on the Houston Texans at home. Yeah, I feel like that the Washington Houston game is going to be low scoring. I am of the I'm of the same ilk as you. It's a forty-two and a half uh, total on that game. And Ido Smith, uh, you know, he's been doing great catching passes. Um, I'm so, I think I'm still going to roll with the Hall of Fame running back over Ido Smith. I'm going to play Ido Smith, and here's why: <laughs> everything we already said about the shootout potential of that game, a lot of points being scored. If you watch that that Falcons game last week, as a Tevin Coleman owner, I was very frustrated that they gave him the ball all those times at the goal line and he couldn't get in the end zone. Edo Smith actually creeped into the um, Falcons offensive packages a lot in, when they were in the red zone after that. So I feel like, you know, not only was he getting touches in between the 20s, he might be like the, the guy who they want to score when they get down there too, as far as a running back goes. I would roll the dice and play Edo Smith. That is me. It's very, very close. It is pretty close. It's not bad. Let's do one more email, and we'll, we'll call it a night here. Jeff in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Uh, hi, John and Kellen. Uzuma talking on Baltimore. I think he means taking on. Uzuma talking on Baltimore. Maybe, or maybe there's some bulletin board material I'm not, I'm not aware of. Or Vance McDonald at Jacksonville needs some FPC magic to get into the playoffs. Good luck to you, Jeff, in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Thanks for the email. Good luck uh, getting that FPC magic. Do you have a strong feeling on this, Uzuma or McDonald? McDonald is, again, you know, going on the road to take on Jacksonville. Um, total on that game is actually 47. Wow, that seems high, but maybe not. This first good, good offense. They are, but they are going on the road. Um, and they're, they're five-point favorite, too. Oh, Jacksonville, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, and then uh, C.J. Uzuma, like, like I said, no line on that game yet. Um, I do ask if I have a strong feeling on it, and I really don't. And you don't, okay. Um, Wasp guy likes Vance McDonald. Yeah, I, I think I would mean that way. I, you know, probably a better quarterback play, and he is in the He does get targets, yeah. You know, in spite of the fact that it's Juju and Antonio Brown, he, he gets pretty good targets, actually. Yeah. Usually must have some zeros. He's, I, that's the annoying he's thing. Not, he's just, and he's all, I think if you look at who's a more talented player, I mean, it's McDonald's. Vance McDonald, yeah. Um, Sigmund Bloom on from Football Guys, who but some of his, his analogies are just so great, and he had a great one this week. He was talking about Vance McDonald, and uh, he that he looks he he looks like one of those mutter SUVs when he gets the ball in, in the secondary, like he's just rocking through the field looking for like contact and looking yeah, for something to hit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just so, and that's like so apropos, I thought, with with how Vance McDonald plays. Um, That's a great point. I, I would roll with McDonald. I, I'm actually playing Uzuma in uh, a couple of leagues, and I, I don't feel great about it. But, again, there's just there's nothing out there. There is nothing. It is, it is a barren wasteland of a landscape for tight ends. 
it, it's frustrating. You know, O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been picked. Uh, throw me the ball. I'll put it in the end zone for you. Um, yeah, I guess O'Shaughnessy is a guy I'll have to look he's at. The pot of gold yeah, at the other yeah exactly. That's what he is. Yeah, he's the he's the the, the leprechaun tight end that is is gonna lucky charm. Get, give you that the gold. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, that that's gonna do for our show. I want to thank uh, Phil Hooten, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and of course each and every one of you. Uh, special happy birthday, Dave. We should mention on the show. Well, oh, thank you. It's not my birthday. To, yes, yeah, hilarious. The mascot, the official mascot of the show, Two Packer. Celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Happy yeah. birthday, buddy. I'm glad you haven't died yet. Yeah, exactly. We need you to be part of the Kentucky Five. We can't make it to Kentucky Four. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, Two Two Packer um, um, responded to one of the tweets from uh, the local fantasy show, and we actually read his tweet on the air. So now. I retweet. Uh, I don't. What one did you read? Where he said, uh, "Should I start Mahomes?" Yeah, that one. That's, that's am the I one. good or am I great? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. yeah. We read that one on the air, and uh, so now Meyer is uh, Tupac is a local uh, celebrity as well. Uh, we will be back, ladies and gentlemen, next week with uh, special guest uh, John Maris, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Dave. John Maris is in uh, 11th place in the Football Guys Players Championship currently. Do you know where he resides? Um, uh, Luxembourg, right down the road in Manasha, Wisconsin. Oh, and he's in eleventh place in the in the football We're guys players championship. Maybe we can get, maybe we can have him do a live show. I don't know. That's that's a good idea. Uh, Buffalo, Cleveland, Miami, New England, the Jets, and the Niners all on by this week. Make sure you get those players out of there. They are not going to help you this week, and you need to make that push for your league playoffs. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Have a happy and a healthy. We uh, really appreciate you listening. Celebrate with family. Enjoy football. It will be a great day, and I am looking forward to it, Dave. Good luck in Week 11. Enjoy the game. Your weekend, ladies and gentlemen, officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass a Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy, trying to take the wave. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about this. I check in at Swarm at a local establishment or restaurant. I usually get a TFTI from from uh, from Two Packer, yeah. and uh, he I noticed he checked in at Parker John's Barbecue tonight. I didn't get an invite to Parker oh, John's. TFTI, Mike. Yeah, we'll, we're giving him the broadcasted TFTI <laughs> version tonight. You lousy son of a gun. I was already at dinner though. Hey, uh, yeah, that's true. Good luck in your uh, game this weekend. I hope you all make the playoffs, uh, and uh, we have a lot to discuss next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>